the Capitals look like under Spencer Carberry's leadership. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. My name is Dan Holney. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to get started. So in this edition of Locked On Capitals, we talk about Spencer Carberry and what he brings to this team. Ultimately, what I'm looking forward to most is his development of the young players. Finally, a head coach that is not opposed uh, to having young players playing on this team. We'll talk about his effect on the power play and Alex Ovechkin as he continues his chase of Wayne Gretzky. And then we'll talk uh, first here about the assistant coaches uh, for Spencer Carberry. And that's where we'll start off here today is his assistance. As we know, the Caps went out and signed Spencer Carberry and uh, this team just automatically got that much better. And how did they get that much better? They got that much better because for the first time in quite some time, they have a head coach that is not from the recycle bin. He didn't come from another team, and they inserted him here, kind of like what you see all around the NHL, you know, what you saw with even Bradtree Living, who was the uh, GM of the Flames, is now going to be the GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs. You saw Burnett, you know, just all of that, you know, just constant recycle bin. And then you wonder why certain teams don't get, you know, a better result. That is why I think the Caps were trailblazers in that regard. I know they're not the first ones to hire uh, a coach that doesn't have any NHL experience, but good on them for doing that. A guy that's only 41 years old, so he brings some youth to it and his ability to work with the youth and develop. And we'll talk about later Connor McMichael and all that. But now the questions remain about ultimately who are his assistant coaches going to be, because that can have just as big of an impact uh, to a certain extent as what the head coach can do. If you saw Blaine Forsyth and his uh, inability to help the power play for the Capitals last season, you saw uh, how, you know, if, it, you know, the assistant coach isn't totally dialed in, that can really kind of stymie or stunt the growth of certain facets of the game. In Blaine Forsyth's case, it was the power play. And then you take a look at what Spencer Carberry did up in Toronto. It was the second ranked power play in all of the NHL. So to say that, you know, that uh, the assistant coach can have a big effect. It would be an understatement. Of course, it was a dream team up in Toronto, but who are going to be the assistant coaches for Spencer Carberry in Washington? Tarek Elbashir wrote this today. Next up for the Caps will be fleshing out Carberry staff. Scott Allen, PK, and Scott Murray goalies are staying, but Carberry with input from management still needs to hire assistants to handle the D and run the PP 
uh, though Carberry will obviously have a big say on the PP um, and the power play. So that is going to be interesting to see this next head coach. I'm sure he's going, or this next assistant coach, uh, you know, that ultimately Spencer Carberry is going to have a pretty big say in who that is going to be running the power play is going to have to be willing to be open to suggestion or maybe have a history. Uh, maybe there is a personal relationship or a professional relationship with someone that Spencer Carberry knows that works well with the power play. In any event, it is going to look you know, a lot different than it has before. And those are some good things. Uh, the goalie coach, Scott Murray, you know, he is going to be staying, you know, it's kind of a mixed review. If he is, you know, the right guy for the job, you know, I still kind of always look back to Mitch Korn and what he did for this team, just kind of revolutionized and just changed everything with Holpe and Grubauer at the helm. But for right now, it's going to be Scott Allen and uh, Scott Murray. And then they are going to need someone to run the D and the power play. Uh, one of the things that I had heard is that don't be surprised if Spencer Carberry reaches out uh, to someone or Brian McClellan, whatever the case may be, to a more experienced person. So you know that you have Spencer Carberry that's 41 years old. Maybe he reaches out potentially to someone that's been there and done that. Maybe a grizzled, you know, older veteran coach uh, that's, you know, up for the task. So it is going to be interesting to see how that shakes out. I assume that is going to take place over the next days or weeks here. I guess it remains to be seen. But uh, it is exciting to see the change uh, that is taking place here. As we know, Allen57 was hired by previous head coach Peter Laviolette last summer to manage the team's penalty kill. He previously spent two seasons working under Carberry when he was the Hershey Bears head coach before ultimately being promoted to the head coach job following Carberry's departure in 2021. Uh, and then you take a look at Murray, who's not that much older, 45. It's not that old. I'm 46. So I know if you're watching this show and you're in your 20s, it seems like I'm ancient or these guys are. But Murray, for me, doesn't seem like he's that old. At 45 years old, has been the Capitals goaltending coach since 2017-2018. He previously spent four years in the same role in Hershey. Um and, you know, I guess Scott Murray has done a pretty good job. You know, I, there was the issues that I remember from, from years before uh, where I don't know if he was necessarily the right guy for the job, but I guess that is, you know, just, I guess I don't have all the information or a set opinion on that, but if they could upgrade at the goaltender coach position at some point or the goaltender coach position, rather, um, I wouldn't be against it. Carberry, who got it, Toronto's power play into one of the league's best since 2021, will likely have a big say in the Capitals power play according to Tarek El-Bashir but the team will still need to hire assistants to work on both the power play and the defense rights Washington hockey now so it is going to be interesting I think that Spencer Carberry was just one of the pieces uh, that is going to look a lot different as far as the coaching and that kind of thing is. Of course, we know we have a different head coach, but two different assistants come in can really change the look of this team. And I, for one, am excited about the possibility of what this team will look like and the head coaches and the assistants and how that all takes shape uh, next season. All right, so coming up after the break here, we are going to talk about Carberry's effect on the power play in Ovechkin as he chases down Wayne Gretzky. We'll talk about that coming up.
Take a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So one of the things that's exciting about you know the NBA playoffs, even if your team's not involved, if you have some money on the game, it makes watching the games that much more exciting. And with a no-sweat first bet, it makes it painless. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Visit Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure and subscribe or follow Locked On Capitals wherever you find your podcasts and on YouTube as I have you guys covered all summer. It is the off season, but that doesn't mean that the hockey action is stopping and it is going year round here at Locked On Capitals. So make sure and subscribe as I will have you guys covered for free agency, the draft, coaching changes. Make sure and subscribe to Locked On Capitals today. All right, in this next segment here, we are going to talk about the effect that uh, potentially Spencer Carberry can have on Ovechkin and the power play and what it means for the Caps going forward. Uh, it is pretty exciting to think about here, that is for sure. So the power play, we know uh, what we had last year with Blaine Forsythe. It was a little lackluster, suffice it to say. Carberry was at the helm of Maple Leafs' man advantage, transforming it into one of the top units in the league over the span of two seasons. In 21-22, Toronto's power play percentage of 27.3 led the league, and last year, their 26.6 power play percentage was the second best in the NHL behind Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers. The Maple Leafs' power play under Carberry also ranked best in franchise history. Yeah, that's quite an accolade. Washington's power play has struggled in recent years and had gone through multiple dry stretches. The Caps finished with a 21.2 PP percent last season, which ranked 16th in the league with Carberry at the helm and another assistant also coming in to replace Forsyth. Washington will get a fresh new voice on the man advantage writes the hockey news and exciting for me. Uh, so he was able to take the Toronto Maple Leafs power play, and it was the best in franchise history. If you guys aren't aware, the Toronto Maple Leafs have been around for quite some time. So uh, for him to have that as a feather in his hat, if you will, uh, an accomplishment that he has in his back pocket, that is pretty impressive. Uh, so if he can, you know, steer the power play in the right direction, I know that someone else is going to be pushing the buttons and pulling the strings on it, but you got to know that Spencer Carberry is going to be looking over it and going, Mm, what's your plan here? And if it's not working, you better believe he's going to have something to say about it. He's going to insert his opinion. Uh, you know, sometimes in some sports, I you know, you hear the head coach say, well, that is their department and I'm just going to let them deal with it and I'm going to keep my mouth shut. That is, you know, uh, being a manager or a coach at the status quo, that is not overexerting yourself. And I would not be surprised a team like that if they do not struggle. So Spencer Carberry, I know if there is anything that he wants to tweak, 
He's not just going to leave it up to the assistant coach that's running the power play. If he sees changes that are going to be needed to, needed to be made, you better believe that he is going to have some input uh, about how it needs to be executed. And the other big thing, you know, and the pivotal role, as we know that Spencer Carberry signed a four-year deal, Alex Ovechkin is under a three-year contract, which will expire a year before. So there is a lot at stake, as we know, he is chasing down Wayne Gretzky. We know that this team wants to win another cup under the OV era. So there is a lot of pressure on Spencer Carberry's shoulders to, you know, to help Ovi achieve his goal of passing Wayne Gretzky, of winning another cup, at least one more cup under the OV era. The Caps are on Alex Ovechkin's watch with the captain now sitting 73 goals away from breaking Wayne Gretzky's all-time record. He has three more years to go on his contract, and I don't see him hanging him up until he passes number 99. What's the biggest thing that's going to hold him back? I know he's the Russian machine that never breaks, but he has uh, broke somewhat here as of late. As we know, he's getting older and you are more prone to injury the older you get. One of the things that could derail his hopes of passing Wayne Gretzky. I hate to say it. I'm knocking on wood. I'm trying to think of any positive thing around me, throwing salt over my shoulder, is that he can stay healthy. Because if he spends a significant amount of time on the injury list, that could definitely derail his hopes of passing uh, Wayne Gretzky. Carberry signed for four years and he worked wonders with the likes of Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, and William Nylander while overseeing the forwards, though the power play and work on the offense, he can help Ovechkin remain in good position to pass Gretzky and continue to pr produce the way he has throughout the course of his career. The one thing that I have that I'm positive, I'm hopeful for, is that I know Alex Ovechkin is fastidious about working out, about training, sometimes extreme training where he's got those weights tied around his waist and he's running up a hill, uh, you know, all those kind of things. So I know that Alex Ovechkin is going to do his level best to stay in peak condition. However, you can't always plan for the injuries. There are some people, there are some players that target Alex Ovechkin because they know who he is. They know that he is a threat when he is on the ice. So oftentimes, I think that that is why he is under attack. Meanwhile, Washington also needs help with the secondary scoring and consistency on offense. The Caps 3.09 goals for per game was the 12th worst in the NHL. And several forwards also dealt with inconsistency, including Kuznetsov and Anthony Mantha. And that is what I am most excited about. If for some reason Kuznetsov and Mantha do not get dealt, um, you know, I'm going to say mostly Kuznetsov here. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if he can refocus uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov, if he can tweak Anthony Mantha's game to get them to the player that they really were, because he can, you know, he can take all of that praise if he's able to do that. We saw what Peter Laviolette was able to do with Kuznetsov and Anthony Mantha, and I know it's not all on his shoulders, but if you can get Spencer Carberry in and get those two guys back into where they need to be, that is going to be just, you know, one of the greatest accomplishments I think that Harberry can do other than getting OV, you know, passing Gretzky or winning another cup. I'm going to rank that right up there as one of the greatest things that he could accomplish uh, on the caps here. With Carberry at the helm, Washington game can get more out of all four lines and be a force at even strength. Uh, while he could also help some of the team's struggling pieces, as I alluded to there. 
So it is interesting. What is the future with Kuznetsov? What is the future with Backstrom? He had the hip resurfacing procedure and the outlook for it is not the greatest. Can he come back? Is Backstrom going to put the work in in the summer? Is he going to come into camp ready to go? And can Spencer Carberry, you know, get him where he needs to be? If he needs the focus taken off him a little bit because he's not quite where he needs to be, uh, that is going to be an accomplishment as well. You know, it's a it's a, an episode or a topic for another episode if, you know, the Caps want to pay Nick Backstrom all that money for being like a third-line center. But again, that's a topic for another conversation. But he does have his work cut out. Is there are some players that are performing, you know, uh, over the top, and then there's some players that are underperforming. So he does have his work cut out for him, that is for sure. Uh, so I again, I think the biggest thing that he could do, his biggest accomplishment would be refocusing Kuznetsov and Anthony Mantha. And if he can get both of those guys firing on all cylinders, wow, what, what an accomplishment, I got to say. So uh, I am hopeful. I think he's up for it. He has destroyed it at every level that he's been at head coaching. If it was in the ECHL, the AHL, and now his opportunity at the NHL, it is an exciting thing for me. And as for Caps fans, it should be an exciting for th a thing for you to think about as well. All right. So coming up here after we will talk about, you know, the prospects on the Capitals. That is his biggest thing that he could do. We hear all around the NHL that this team is so old and they are, can they finally Make this team so they're younger and faster. Can he work with these players that he's familiar with? That also would be a big, big accomplishment. We'll talk about that when Locked On Capitals continues. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So one of the biggest reasons, in my opinion, that they brought Spencer Carberry is, is his familiarity with the, the players in the Capitals organization, whether it be in Hershey, whether it be with the Stingrays, and not only that, his ability to you know, try to integrate those players into the lineup. Will this next season be the year that we finally see Connor McMichael, Vinny Iargo, uh, Ethan Frank, you know, Hendrick Slop here? Will that be the year? Probably not all of them, but if he could even get McMichael in there and just really get him humming along on all cylinders, that would be a big accomplishment because we hear all the time, when is it Connor McMichael's opportunity? I think Spencer Carberry is going to be the guy to get it done. If... Connor McMichael is up for the challenge because I don't want to put Connor in there just because there's a different head coach and he's got a mandate to get younger. No, he's going to still have to play well. So Caps prospects. Lastly, Carberry is a refreshing and reassuring voice for the organization. Carberry was the Bears head coach from 18 to 21 and got to work with multiple up-and-coming capitals, including Connor McMichael, Malenstein, Protus, and Joe Snively up front, as well as Martin Ferravari, Alexiev, and Lucas Johansson on the back end. He also worked with Rasmus Sandin in Toronto. So, wow, what, you know, that that is something that's, you know, uh, to his advantage already. Is it going to finally be the, the, the season for Lucas Johansson? Another guy that we hear, you know, he's on the brink. He's on the verge of breaking the big team. Is that going to be the case next season? I'm excited to see what the future is for Lucas Johansson. GM Brian McClellan wants to inject youth and speed into the roster this offseason while also revamping the top six. Surely adding some prospects to the mix can help there, and Carberry can help with McMichael, as well as possibly Joe Snively. I'm not worried about Joe Snively. He always makes the most of his opportunities, Ethan Frank and Hendricks here, and more with taking the next step and being NHL-ready, writes the Hockey News. So, 
uh, it is, you know, he does have a full plate. He does have a lot of things to, to consider and, and to deal with here. Is he going to be able to get, you know, these young players tuned in? Again, I don't want to insert Connor McMichael or Vinny Iorio or Ethan Frank or any of these guys just because there is this mandate to get younger. They're still going to have to play good enough to play in the big team. That is one of the things that Peter Laviolette said is he goes, I'm not, I wasn't reluctant to play the young, younger players. Maybe you didn't see what I did in Nashville. He played a lot of younger players. I just necessarily wasn't crazy about the younger players in the Capitals organization. I'm paraphrasing, but that's what he said in an interview. So touche, good point. He's going to have his work cut out for him. Connor McMichael has done a really solid job with Hershey this last season, not only the regular season, but the Calder Cup push. Uh, it seems like he's got a maturity and he's just, he's set on, you know, his goal on making the big team next year. I do think it is possible. I think that Spencer Carberry is going to be the guy to get it done. Uh, but that is one of the things that we hear all the time. And if you watch the NHL network or, you know, TSN or wherever you're watching or listening to the show, you always hear about this team, the caps that is, and how old they are and that they can't compete anymore. And as it turns out last year, they were all right. Now, you know, all, all those talking heads, all those beat writers said that the Caps were not a playoff team. And on this podcast, I said that is not true. They, they you know, they made these big moves in the offseason. As it turns out, those beat writers were right. Let's prove them all wrong. You know, and, you know, it starts by making big moves. And the biggest move they made was employing Spencer Carberry. Now just getting, you know, plugging in two really great assistants and, you know, reworking the top six, like Brian McClellan said, maybe, you know, you know, aiming for the fences and just knocking it out of the park as long as they're not losing any pivotal pieces. And uh, that's the tough thing, you know, and I'm a little bit scared of, you know, I hear these prominent people talking about some big name players on this team that could be on the move. And, um, you know, I talk about in the show all the time, you know, that you got to be, you know, not afraid to make changes. But some of the names that I'm getting here and thrown around here got me a little bit worried, um, you know, that how desperate and how thirsty uh, is Brian McClellan to make this team better? Is he going to part with a big name player like Wilson to make this team bigger? Because, you know, all the talk, all the rumors out there is that, you know, there's a mandate to get, you know, a top scoring forward. You're not going to get a top scoring forward with a Kuznetsov or a Mantha. You're going to have to make it a plus, plus, plus in order to get that done. I really hope it's not the case. But when you hear prominent people like Stephen Wino of the Associated Press talking about it, you know, it kind of is a, a thing that's kind of in my head now as someone that, you know, is a Caps fan and covers this team. It's got me a little bit worried. Um, so in any event, the Caps are in a good position right now. They have a solid head coach. That is something to be, you know, hopeful for that, uh, you know, he can be that head coach that can turn this team around that maybe next season we'll be talking about this Caps team in the playoffs. That's mission one. Forget about the Stanley Cup. Making it to the playoffs for me right now and then just worrying about the rest after is, you know, all gravy after that. So it's a big thing. Also infusing youth, working with Ovi. You know, and getting that power play where it needs to be, getting this Capitals team to its former glory. You know, it, 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 we're not too many years removed from them winning a Stanley Cup. I do think they have it within them, adding a couple pieces. They're going in the right direction with the next head coach. I am most hopeful. All right, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. When you're done with this podcast, Make sure and head on over to Locked On Nationals, Commanders, or Wizards as we have you covered 
throughout all the major sports. And if you are following the Stanley Cup, make sure and subscribe and follow to Locked On NHL as they have you covered five days a week. All right, once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.